welcome to Inspired Island, where every episode we sit down with someone living an inspired life here on Vashon Island in Puget Sound. From world-class artists and musicians to chefs and business owners, our little rural island has it all. I'm your host, Grace McRae, a new full-time Vashon Island resident, and thank you for joining me on this journey to discover why Vashon is such an inspired island. And hello, everyone. Today, I have the great pleasure of sitting down with somebody who's creating quite a buzz, pun intended, here on Vashon Island, Robin Pollard. Welcome to Inspired Island. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. I'm excited. And if you live on Vashon Island, you've probably noticed that we have a new coffee shop in the center of town. Pollard Coffee opened up just last month, and judging by the number of people I see coming in and out of the building, it seems to be already one of the hottest spots in town. And I'm really excited to get to know the woman behind it all. Now, it's been really fun to do some research on you, Robin, because you've had quite the unique and interesting career from what I've been reading. Robin spent six years as executive director of the Washington State Wine Commission, and before that, she was the state's tourism director. But after years of being a leader in Washington tourism and wine industries, Robin has stepped out on her own and launched multiple businesses under the brand of Pollard Per Se. Robin owns a grape vineyard in Yakima Valley and started her own winery. And if that wasn't enough, she's also a professional coffee roaster. So for years, Robin has been selling her coffee through direct orders and at some retail locations, including Thriftway here on Vashon. But now, of course, you can find her coffee at Pollard Coffee downtown. So, Robin, I'm really excited to hear your story. And um, so wine and coffee are such quintessential drinks here in Washington. But you actually grew up in the Midwest. Is that right? That's correct. I grew up on a farm in Iowa. My mom and dad are were third generation farmers. And we raised uh, livestock and grain. And I grew up with that ethic of work hard and uh, it'll pay off. And as a child, did you really love living on a farm? I loved it. It was um, it was a lot of hard work, um, but again, I got such great pleasure in um, taking care of the animals or tagging along with my dad, you know, to the feed store or helping my mom in the garden. And it, it really kind of instilled in me that love for farming. And did you ever think back then that that might be your ultimate career path, or did you have your eyes set on something else? Well, I think my parents thought I was going to be a farmer. Ah. Uh, I think they had designs to um, have me take over one day. But I had a different idea. I wanted to go on to college, I, um, which I did. got a degree in agriculture, actually. Um, but I wanted to see the world. Okay. So can you take me through sort of like your early career decisions and what those looked like? Well, after um, getting a master's degree in agriculture in Missouri, I worked for the Missouri Department of Agriculture Mm. and promoted Missouri agriculture products internationally. And that gave me the first opportunity to do quite a bit of traveling, including in Central America, which I discovered the coffee industry in Guatemala and El Salvador. And after that, I was relocated to Washington, D.C. Again, had um, exposure to an international community and lived in a a little neighborhood in Arlington 
where there was a Yemeni coffee roaster. And that's when I first saw actual coffee being roasted. And he told me about the origins of coffee. And I would go in there all the time and, and buy the beans. And then I started buying all the equipment uh, to make, you know, pour overs. And, and this was in the early 80s. And so that really opened my eyes to the world of coffee. Yeah, I bet. Because back then, there wasn't the coffee culture there is today, right? Not like today. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, when I grew up, I, you know, I still have very vivid memories of my mom and dad's coffee percolator being on the stove all mm. day long. You know, and, yeah. and they grew up in a culture of drinking coffee from the morning all the way into the evening. And, um, you know, having the cans of Folgers on the counter. and But I always loved, you know, the smell and the sound of the coffee percolating. Yeah, definitely. There is something mm-hmm. about coffee that's just so yeah. comforting. Yes. Yeah, and when did <clears throat> wine come onto the scene for you? Well, you know, my grandfather uh, is German, and he would make homemade wine in a cellar. And so growing up, he'd always let me, you know, tasted. And, and I think in the college days, um, I again began to ex- experiment, to explore wines from, you know, different parts of the world and just uh, it piqued my interest. And then when I began to travel internationally uh, for work, I had the opportunities to go to Germany or to other wine growing regions. And so again, just like coffee, it opened my eyes to this wonderful world of farming and putting it, you know, in the bottle or in in the case of coffee in in the coffee bag. And how did you find your way to Washington State, the other Washington? My husband at the time had an opportunity to work for the Washington Department of Agriculture. And so we located here my oldest son was a month old when we moved, and so we, um, and Olympia is where I raised my two boys. Okay. And so I had the opportunity to um, look for work, and um, I think the Washington, D.C. experience really translated and transferred well to uh, state government, and I was offered an opportunity to work under uh, Governor Booth Gardner. And then you found your way into the tourism side of things? Yes, just, I was so lucky, you know, just had great opportunities uh, career-wise and worked for some wonderful, dynamic leaders in the state. And so went from small business issues to tourism, economic development, and then the Wine Commission. And the Wine Commission, that's a pretty big job, right, that you held for six years? It, It was a big job. Um, I represented the, all of the wine grape growers as well as the wineries. Um, and our job was to promote Washington wine, both locally, nationally, and internationally. I think you did a good job because <laughs> I think over the, over the last couple of decades, there's been a big shift in how Washington wines are viewed, um, particularly across the country. And um, did you ever feel this this need to be an entrepreneur or this entrepreneurial spirit? Because definitely these days, that's exactly what you're doing. But um, when you were working with these entrepreneurs, did you ever think, oh, that would be fun to try one day? I was, yeah, I always admired, um, especially the small business owners, 
you know, for having the courage to start a business and the responsibility of hiring employees and really contributing to the state's economy. And um, towards the end of my career at the Washington Wine Commission, I was beginning to think, okay, what's next? You know, I had a 30-year career working for the state, and I thought, if I'm ever going to own my own business, now's the time. And by then, my sons were on their own, and I felt that sense of freedom, and I had a lot of support and encouragement uh, from my partner and my friends uh, to do so. Wow. And what's the story behind Pollard, per se, the name? Is per se, does that, that kind of means on your own, is that? Yeah, and, you know, it's um, kind of literally Pollard, you know, and um, I really chose to brand my product in honor of my parents and to carry on the Pollard name and the Pollard legacy Yeah, uh, because they were, you know, true entrepreneurs. Um, and it just seemed like a fitting thing to do. Yeah, definitely. And when you struck out on your own, which came first, your focus on wine or your focus on coffee? On the coffee. Okay. Yes. Um, I started roasting in 2011 um, and really self-educated myself about the different coffee-growing regions and um, the different varieties of coffee beans. And so I just really immersed myself in it. And I was still working at the time, but I would come home after work and, and roast or do it on the weekends. And towards the end of 2011, I bought a commercial coffee roaster, set it up in our garage, and um, started selling my first coffee beans in uh, early 2012. Wow. And that, by then you had been... On Vashon Island, right, yes. by 2012. And what's the story of how you got to Vashon? Well, I guess it's love. Okay. <laughs> um, I had met uh, my current partner, Chris Camarda, through the Wine Commission. Uh, he's the owner, winemaker at Andrew Will, one of the uh, leaders and pioneers of the Washington wine industry, and um, that admiration for what he had accomplished uh, translated into lifelong friendship. Yeah, that's amazing. And have you taken to Vashon? Are you happier here? I I hate to leave the island. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I have to force myself to uh, to get on the ferry and and leave it. I love it. I love the people. I love everything about it. Yeah. Well, you've definitely made your mark on the island. So the coffee side of the business, you started direct mail orders and such and small retail operations like Thriftway. I've been buying Pollard coffee for a while now. When did you decide to open sort of a brick and mortar location for Pollard coffee? Well, again, I am very fortunate because I have over the years met some fantastic people, um, including uh, Mike and Liz McConnell. And they were longtime fans of Andrew Will, and they came out for a visit, met Chris, and um, that was four or five years ago, and so we've established a friendship, and Mike's been terrific as a mentor, you know, as I was standing out in my garage, you know, on my own and, and trying to churn out a, a great product, he's been extremely helpful, 
And about a year ago, uh, they said, we're buying a building in Vashon. Would you be interested in opening up a coffee shop? And That's really exciting. And what's been your favorite part so far about launching Pollard Coffee, the cafe? Just the reception from, you know, the community, uh, the other businesses um, mm. downtown, um, the great team that we've assembled, and just being able to walk in and say, wow, it's gone from a garage to this, and yeah. it's, it's really a dream come true. And has there have there been any major obstacles or learning opportunities for you with the opening? Every day there's a learning opportunity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that will go on forever, and that will only make us better. Yeah, I hear I hear opening a, a business is not for the faint of heart. So. Correct. <laughs> and um, switching over to the wine side of things, you own a vineyard, right, in Yakima. Yes. Can you tell us about that? Well, I, um, in addition to doing the coffee business, I really did want to be a grape grower. Mm. And again, go back to my farming roots. Um, I didn't see myself moving back to Iowa, um, but I did want to carry on that family tradition of planning, you know, getting your hands dirty and so I started looking for um, a site uh, for a vineyard and uh, found uh, an unplanted parcel uh, outside of Zilla, which is about 20 minutes from Yakima, mm. and um, purchased it in 2013. And then I wanted a very, I had a very specific idea of the kinds of grapes varieties and clones that I wanted to plant in the vineyard and so it took us a year to put all that together so I planted it mm. in 2014 and actually got a small uh, production the next year wow bo- bottled it and um, but my inaugural releases have been uh, the current offerings which is a 2016 blend and a 2017 Merlot. Okay. And I don't know the full ins and outs of the wine industry, but I know a lot of times vineyards will sell their grapes to other wineries too. Yes. Do you do any of that? I do. Actually, I, I kind of went into this with that being my goal, grow grapes of superior quality and to sell them to other wineries. But it takes... Um, some time to really establish a vineyard's reputation. Mm. And so we felt it was important to make wine to show what that vineyard's potential um, is. And right now, um, I'm selling about two-thirds of the fruit and keeping a third for myself. Okay. That's and that's, nice. and that's the business plan. So yeah. we'll see if it works. <laughs> yeah. And how often do you get to the vineyard in person? Um, it's seasonal. Okay. Um, during the winter, there's really no need to go over too often. I have a vineyard manager who lives there um, near the vineyards, and he's fantastic. He's one of the best in the business. Okay. And so I really rely on him to um, tell me what's needed and uh, when to come over. But I do go over fairly frequently in the spring, you know, when it's, um, bloom time, and now during the summer, go over, you know, once every two, three weeks, mm. but it'll pick up as we get closer to harvest. 
Yeah. And have you been able to bring any of your family members to see the vineyard? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've had um, my sister and her husband visited. My sons go over um, quite a bit with me. And, and it's just really cool to be able to see your name on this plot of land yeah. and this beautiful vineyard. We've got um, a view of Mount Adams and Mount Rainier. Um, and it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, that's nice that you've been able to make a family affair. Exactly. And thinking about um, how you're juggling these two businesses, do you have an average day in the life of Robin Pollard, or <laughs> does every day look different? Every day's different, which is what I love. You know, I, I get bored easily, okay. um, and it's you never know when you wake up in the morning what you're going to be working on. Uh, even though you have a set idea of, you know, what's on your to-do list for the day, there's a, invariably something that pops up. Well, I'm really impressed. I think a lot of people can only, you know, have one industry that they focus on and even that's too much. But I think it's awesome that you can kind of probably learn different skills and that are transferable across mm-hmm. the two industries. Very much well. so. Yeah, Very much. that's really exciting. And thinking about sort of what's on the horizon for you and Pollard per se, What's really exciting you these days, or do you have any any dreams that you're working towards right now? My dream is to just do the very best I can um, at running these businesses mm. and turning out um, the best products yeah. possible. I'm just I'm fairly competitive, <laughs> and I like to um, be the be the best yeah. in terms of what I'm doing and um, so my dream is to be able to make these businesses successful, um, provide job opportunities and to provide a future legacy for my son and daughter-in-law that have now moved to Vashon with their little girl and are very much involved with the coffee business. Good, so exciting. Um, it must be really fun at your house with all the <laughs> coffee roasting, the winemaking. It is. Yeah. it is. yeah, excellent. Well, thank you so much, Robin. Uh, we end every show with fun little lightning round of questions. Would you be game? Sure. Okay, so the first question is very relevant to you, which is, so the Seattle area is known for good beverages, coffee, tea, beer, wine. Not including your own <laughs> beverages, do you have a favorite beverage here on Vashon Island? Well... I'm uh, probably biased, but I'd have to say um, any of the Andrew Will wines—they're mm. not mine, so I can—I <laughs> think that's fair to say. Um, but they are uh, some of the best wines, not only just in the state, but nationally and internationally. Absolutely, I can attest to that. It's incredible. <laughs> um, and if you're not at home or work, where can people most often find you on the island? Do you have any favorite haunts? Well, I. Um, do the majority of my shopping here at the local businesses. So you can see me popping around with my two dogs, uh, Chester and Maddie, uh, popping into the hardware store or to the grocery stores, some of the specialty shops to pick up a birthday gift and uh, the pet store. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm out and about on a daily basis. Yeah, very cool. Supporting the local economy. Very much so. (laughs) And do you have any pet peeves about island living? Uh, no, I don't think I do. Um, there are adjustments 
you know, one has to make when you live on an island. Um, But I think that's part of the fun of it, you know, just knowing what time I have to leave home to catch the next ferry or um, remembering to take a lot of reading material (laughs) and snacks. But no pet peeves. Good. Cool. And do you have a favorite Vashon Island tradition? Uh, I love the fall. I love harvest. Um, And so a tradition for me is to harvest uh, the bounty from the garden and do a lot of canning or to uh, gather with friends to uh, press apples and make cider and waking up early when I hear the trucks roll in with the grapes from the vineyard and getting ready for crush. I just love the smells and all of the activity and kind of the rewards of seeing, you know, the pantry full or, you know, the tanks full of juice that you had a hand in in producing. And lastly, where can people find you to learn more about you and your work? Um, visit our website. It's pollardperse.com. And I uh, check emails on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So folks, I always love to hear from them. That's the thing I've loved about the coffee business in particular because I've developed custom blends and custom roasts for uh, people that have been longtime customers from the very beginning. And so um, I love the reward of making people happy. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Probably the first thing that they interact with every morning <laughs> is your coffee. That's I hope really so. cool. <laughs> very cool. Well, thank you again so much for coming in, Robin. Well, thanks for having me. It's, it's been very fun. Awesome. And thank you all for listening. Again, this is Inspired Island on Voice of Vashon, KVSH 101.9 FMLP. Until next time, stay inspired.